episode number three of the Her Money Matters podcast, Danielle Morell. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast, the podcast to help you take control of your finances. Join your host, motivational money coach, Jen Hemphill, as she shares with you practical, simple money insights and real life stories by women like you. Let's get to it. Hello there. Welcome back again to the Her Money Matters podcast. I'm so excited to have you listening today from wherever you're listening to. And I really appreciate you joining and tuning in because today I really have a special guest for you. And we're going to learn not only about her, but her money story. So it's exciting. So I want to welcome Danielle Morell to the Her Money Matters podcast. Thanks so much, Danielle, for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm definitely excited to be here. Awesome, awesome. Well, I have to tell you, Danielle is definitely a rock star entrepreneur. It's been such a beautiful thing just seeing her just soar with her company. It's called Rich Girl Business and really booming. In the past, I don't know what say, it's 10 months. She's been doing amazing. So it's just been awesome just seeing her and just witnessing that. Uh, essentially, what Danielle does is she helps women, uh, female entrepreneurs attract their ideal audience. Uh, And she helps them turn them into fans and convert them into clients using their online visual brand. And as a wife and a mother of two, and she's a mother of two uh, two boys, uh, Danielle understands that spending hours on marketing doesn't that doesn't produce revenue and that is not as boring is not what service use best. So after spending hours and thousands of dollars of trying to figure out herself, she combined her bachelor's degree in marketing, management, and women's studies, and her real-world knowledge of building corporate and small business, WordPress sites, graphic design, lead generation, and social media to help serious women entrepreneurs leverage their expertise to make income online. So again, thanks so much, Danielle, uh, for being here. This is going to be exciting. I'm really excited just to get to know you a little better and your money story. So Yes, absolutely. Yes. So let's get to it. So tell me, uh, give me a little background about you. Yeah, so, um, yeah, like you were mentioning, it has been about a year um, since I have been full-time in my business, Rich Girl Business. So it's been over about a year and a half since I started it, but full-time in the last year. Um, So a lot of exciting things there. And, you know, like you said, I'm just so, you know, glad to just see it taking off and, you know, making all these online friends, such as yourself, um, seeing all these female entrepreneurs rise in the ranks online and have great online businesses. So that's, you know, what I've been up to for the last year, you know, getting my business, you know, up and profitable and I'm helping as many other female entrepreneurs to do just the same for themselves. So, you know, helping them become visible and a client attractive online so that they can have clients to also support their business and dreams. So that's what I've been up to and, you know, loving every moment of it for sure. And I can tell it's, it's been awesome just seeing that. So tell me about money. How did you grow up around money? 
Well, I think this is such a fascinating and great topic. Um, I would say that I grew up, you know, I grew up comfortable. I was not rich by any means. And now looking back at it, knowing as a parent, I know that my parents did a lot of sacrifices and did a lot of things just so my brother and I and my family, we felt like we had enough. But knowing, looking back on it, I know that they definitely did not. And it was a lot of like, paychecks to paycheck, you know, type of thing, just so that we could live comfortable, you know, so I would say that growing up with my money story, you know, I look back and say, I didn't feel like I never went without anything, but I definitely, you know, know that my parents were not the best (laughs) with money. I for sure know that, you know, and um, they always kind of just had enough to get, you know, to the next you know, to the next thing, which, you know, that's kind of how I grew up and didn't really realize that until I became an adult, like, wow, you know, they really did a lot of sacrifices and they really kind of just try to do whatever they could to provide for us, you know, a comfortable, you know, lifestyle, but by no means was it over the top rich or, you know, nothing like that. (laughs) Okay. And how do you think, um, that has affected you as an adult? Have you seen any, some of the same patterns uh, that you saw growing up repeat themselves? Uh, Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, that's a great question. I do believe it affected me, you know, not having parents that put emphasis on, you know, saving or, you know, money and all that kind of stuff and didn't have real, you know, they themselves were just, you know, just trying to make ends me every time, you know, really didn't offer any, you know, great foundation when it came to money. Um, cause they really didn't have one either. You know what I mean? Right. I do have a fond memory of my grandfather, which I call him Opi, which is, was German for Opi. He passed away, but he was an insurance, um, into insurance sales. I remember, um, growing up and I remember spending one summer with him and he was just like, I was 13. I remember I was 13 at the time because he was telling me like, Daniel, if you would just, you know, save every little bit of your amount allowance and if you would do, you know, even as a teenager, you know, start doing these, you know, by the time you were 35, I believe it was like, I'd, you know, have enough, um, you know, actually, if I had started saving then, then when I finally did retire or something, I'd have like a million dollars, you know, so it was like, I know that my opa, he was very adamant about trying to teach me money saving tips or how to prepare for my financial future. But that's the only really real memory that I can really think of about as far as, you know, conversations in my family around the importance of saving your money and really developing um, that. So, and we'll talk about this in a second because I definitely think that that non-conversation about money did lead to me kind of being more of a spender than a saver. But one of the things that I can tell that I'm most, you know, I I guess was one of my my most biggest focuses or one of the the things that – drove me so much to start my own business is because I am now a believer that, you know, you can't just say that you have to make more money. You know what I mean? Like there comes a point where it's like, I came to a point like, you know, what else could I save, you know, and forego not having, you know, to create more income. That's not going to work for me. The only way that's going to work for me is to making, creating more income in my life a priority, you know? So I can say that now for sure, um, in the last couple of years, I have been just 
on this whole tip of increasing your income, increasing your income. Um, so money does is very important to me now. Um, I think that, like I said, showing up in my life by not having my parents really focus on that conversation or not being the most savvy when it came to money and investing and savings kind of left me in this, like, figure it out your own self kind of way, which has definitely led to some disastrous things. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for sure. So I would say it impacts me because I just really had to create my own kind of foundation of what I, my own relationship with money for sure. Right. Now, I, and I think what your opa, uh, opa, correct? <laughs> what, correct, correct. What he mentioned, I, I mean, that's some great, great, uh, something that you were exposed to early in life, you know, the compound uh, the yes, compound and money like yeah you start saving at 13 by the time you're and i want to say it must have been like when i was like 55 it was it was shorter time period but the compound interest since starting that early yeah would have led me to that and i always think about that like when you're opa when somebody tells a 13 year old that the last thing you're thinking about is saving your money so Absolutely. that you can be 55 and a millionaire you know what i mean or just like that's so far from now. Now I think back and I was like, that could have been such a simple thing to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So would you say that or what would you say is the best money advice you've received? Well, I have to say, I've actually been getting a lot more money advice lately. Um, <laughs> one of the things is like, you know, by investing in my own coach and having a personal coach who her focus is business and life mastery with the focus on money mindset. Mm -hmm. um, I, that conversation about money is much more prevalent in my life. And I've received a lot of great advice from her in the last several months around money. Um, even when I actually met her, my coach in person for our VIP intensive, uh, I actually we had to do a lot of money exercises. Um, you know, and really the breakthrough was for me. And I, because I think that before, you know, having this coaching money just getting money was just so hard for me I made it hard I thought it was hard I thought you know making more money or getting in you know making money was just a hard thing to do it required hard work it required working late hours to try to figure it out because when I was doing that I still wasn't making the income that I wanted so at that point it was feeling very hard uh, and through some of my money exercises you know it was letting you know changing my perception about money not being a hard thing because in my mind it was feeling like if a, a, a wall of bricks you know like okay. I, it money was heavy as a heavy was a heavy topic for me and you know, it just felt daunting you know like oh where's the money oh god I gotta hustle to make it happen and then through my coaching you know I started to take on another perspective of money that money is actually light that it's light it it, it flows to you you know and I was mm -hmm. changing my mindset a more of abundance mindset, you know, that, you know, money flows easily to me, that I'm magnetic towards money. And by changing, just going from hard to light or heavy to light, you know, really has helped me because money is flowing to me a lot better, you know, and it is more abundant because I'm not kind of having that resistance against it or thinking that it was something harder. Um, so that's helped. 
Um, another great piece of advice that she gave me just recently, I was like, gosh, this makes such a great sense, was um, having a warrior line. Have you, are you familiar with that term? I haven't heard that, no. Yeah, so she told me about having a warrior line, and it was pretty much like, you know, never having a set amount in your bank account that you never go below. Oh, you know okay, yeah. I mean? so, and so you might have another term for that. The, um, so, But that was what she called it, was just having this line, like, you know, if $2,000 is your, your number, then don't ever let your bank account go below $2,000. You know, build up enough so that you always have that line right there. Because what happens is, is when you let your bank account drop down below that warrior line, you get down to your last couple hundred dollars or your last couple dollars, your mind starts to freak out and starts Absolutely. to, again, go back into that panic and all this kind of stuff. And that, again, repels money because... You know, you're not attracting it if you're, you know, you're repelling it if you're freaking out and stressing out and all that kind of stuff. So that having that line where you don't go under that amount in your checking and savings, you know, it makes your mind just see, you know what I mean? It's conditioning yes, that there's always money there. Yeah. For me, it's just a, a buffer. A right. buffer. So, oh, that's great. And I think she's giving you great advice because one thing that is not really discussed or no one really talks about as much, maybe in business we hear it more, is the mindset uh, mm-hmm. and that money mindset. And I, and for me, um, that's something that I hone in on. Besides the money skills, I always feel that the money mindset is very key and very crucial to your financial success. So I'm so glad uh, that you brought that up uh, and you've, we've had the, this, this discussion because it's really, really key um, in financial success. So with the advice that you've received from your coach, and since this, you said it's been recent, you're applying it, correct? Correct, correct. Awesome, awesome. And so let's talk about challenges because we can't, <laughs> I don't, there's no one in this world that doesn't have any challenges. So what would you say are your challenges around money? Well, I will say this, you know, <laughs> this is going to be a great topic for sure because um, there came a point, you know, I said it's been a year now that I, uh, I uh, went full time in my business. And so kind of how that happened was, I was working for another company, and I definitely was seeing a lot more female entrepreneurs. I don't know what happened, but in the last year, I I feel like I've seen, like, a whole new world that prior to this, you know, going full-time and really, you know, opening myself up to, like, the lady entrepreneurs online, I never really saw it this much. But it was this time last year, a little bit before, that I started to see a lot of women doing really great, phenomenal things, reaching income goals that are just outrageous, you would think, in, like, a month time spans and stuff. And so I was definitely like, you know, this is it. Like, I know I can do this. I have the skill sets. I've been working in corporate America, you know, doing this. I want to do this for myself and I know I can do it. Um, what had happened was I really did not, you know, I was already in a situation financially that was not very good. You know, I was definitely more going out than coming in, okay. um, which is one of the reasons why I did want to just say, bump it. I want to do my own thing and I want to work for myself because where I'm working right now, I'm working 40 hours for somebody else and I'm still not making enough money to cover my bills. You know what I mean? Like this is ridiculous. 
ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to pay and get caught up unless I make more money. And I know my company is not going to give it to me. You know what I mean? Like, they're just, this is what it is, you know? And right. so when I took that leap, I literally, it was um, April 26th. I pretty much came out to my husband. I was like, I'm not going back to um, work anymore. Like, I, tomorrow's going to be my last day. I just can't do it. You know, I want to start my own business. I want to, you know, I already have it on the side, but I want to go full-time to make it really work because doing both, working full-time and having a side part business just was not working. It just, it just not. And so he was like, um, I don't know if that's such a great idea. I mean, he, he really didn't have anything to say, which lets me know that what he had to say wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was, I mean, he knows that once I get my mind set on something, there's very, there's pretty much nothing that's going to sway it if I came up that this is what I'm going to do. And sure enough, I did quit. And be, by doing that with not a real safety net already kind of behind, then it take, you know, it took me a good three months, you know, from Ju- April to July to really start getting traction, you know, where I was actually attracting clients and actually was doing something, you know. So from April to July was a real freak out moment, okay, and actually got to a point and, you know, I actually told my husband, look, when we get down to our last couple dollars, you need to let me know so we can move in with our parents, you know what I mean? And he sure did come home and say, okay, I guess we're moving in with our parents. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, okay, then, you know, that's what we got to do, you know. So, but the real big challenge for me was, you know, and it definitely affected my, you know, my marriage and stuff like that because, you know, that's definitely, you know, a big lead to just kind of say, you know, you know, bills, wet bills, you know, <laughs> and to go down to one income that was already not enough, um, that created a big challenge, you know, that put me okay. back very bad in a very, you know, deep beat. Um, whole. And I have to say, honestly, I wouldn't change it because, you know, it's challenging because obviously there's credit scores that are hurt and there's, you know, all kind of, you know, creditor things that, you know, you will happen if you just, you know, say, well, I don't have it this month. Um, that kind of challenge. I will say I wouldn't do it any other way because I do feel like Sometimes it's that fear right there that keeps most people from ever taking the 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 um the plunge. Right. So I wouldn't, you know, obviously, you know, when I tell this story, I know it's not for everybody. And, like, I definitely know it doesn't sound the wisest to say, hey, I just quit my job. You know, we went a couple months without being able to pay our bills at all. <laughs> and uh, and we just said, you know, I just kind of was like, well, if I don't go to jail, I mean, what's the worst that can happen to me? You know, but for so that, like I said, definitely caused challenges, you know. Um, but, again, like I said, the reason why I feel like I personally would have not done it any differently was, one, I didn't have have a chance like I didn't feel like I could wait any longer just I mean obviously if you're not making enough to pay all your bills to begin with then you definitely don't before we jump into today's content keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show it's something special just for you don't have money to stash and save for your parachute, you know, your safety net when you do leave. Um, Also with that is I think that that is the fear that most people have about starting their own business or being an entrepreneur, then probably the number one fear is is that it's not going to work out and that they're not going to have food, you know, to eat or a roof over their head. And that's a legitimate fear, but I feel like it's almost like you got to put yourself in that 
you got to do it to um, to make it through to the other side, you know, because had I never done it, you know, I have made more income, you know, for example, in the last five months that I did the entire you know, ever working at a job. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's awesome. And, and when I did start making good income online, you know, in a very short amount of time, I it was able to catch everything up. So I do feel like I said, I know this is unconventional, but for me, the challenge is, and now the challenge is also staying in the mindset, right? Because now when you are an entrepreneur and you are doing it, you know, you have to make sure you stay in that mindset because it's not a guaranteed paycheck, you know, and how not to fall back into those, oh my gosh, what's going to happen, you know, kind of. You staying positive and knowing that the money is going to come, that it flows to you, you know, and working on those money mantras, you know, for sure will help you overcome those challenges. Right. Well, I think that's amazing because sometimes, like you said, it's an unconventional thing, but you knew in your heart what you were set out to do. And sometimes it's about putting yourself in a really uncomfortable spot. Uh, outside of your comfort zone that really pushes you to work harder. Um, and I think that's what, and not that you weren't working hard, but you you knew when you were very determined to make it happen. So yeah, I think there just comes a point when um, you say, you know, I'm going, you know, I'm going to do whatever it takes to figure it out. Now, obviously, like I said, during that period of no income and definitely just, you know, out here with, you know, it gets scary and, you know, for sure. Especially when, like I said, I had two little boys. Again, I do, like I said, I know a lot of people will wait until they have everything, you know, they're so called in their head. Well, I'm not going to do it until I have my money all saved up where I can comfortably leave my job. And sometimes that just never comes. That never happens because you need to do something else to make more and more money. Um, even when it came to my coaching, you know, when I did finally get on a coach, I still didn't have the money for it. Really. I did because I was starting to save up to get caught up, you know, um, from being behind on my bills. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I was starting to save, but when my coach came along and she told me how much the investment was, I was really like, Oh my God, I do not have that at all. And, you know, and, Again, you know, it's kind of believing and knowing that I had to do whatever it take and what I was doing wasn't working. I took my last little bit of money and invested it into a coach, which definitely, you know, I know that's unconventional because people are worried like, oh, if I invest in this, what's, you know, will I ever get my money back? Or what if I don't make an ROI? And now I'm, you know, up really screwed, you know, but for me, you know, it did, you know, luckily, obviously, I picked a good coach, and I, you know, it worked out, but I actually feel like it's because I wasn't afraid to let go of the money that it came back to me, and because I was, I invested at a level that, you know, that I want clients to invest in me, you know, it makes it a lot easier when I'm having conversations about, you know, money, and when I get resistance from clients over the cost, I'm always like, you know, I know what it's been like because I too have invested at this level. So it definitely had helped, it helped me make the money back by letting it go. 
But again, you know, I did some things that most people would be probably too afraid to do, but it did pay off for me. And that's great. That's a great story. And the other thing you had is the belief in yourself, for sure. And especially if you are doubting yourself, do you have to dig deep as to, okay, why are you doubting yourself? And really ask those questions of yourself. Yeah, what money blocks do you have? And I don't think that's something that, you know, I don't think, and speaking of, that goes back to your childhood, you know, about Mm -hmm. what money blocks do you have? You know what I mean? Like, always feeling like I might not have enough or feeling like, you know, um, that, you know, I wanted to give my kids something that I never, you know, things I didn't get to do or have. So having these as money blocks and knowing what it is and getting over your limiting money beliefs is just so critical and, and you know, increasing more, attracting more money for sure. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's a great, great story. So let's go. Um, I know we've already gone through memory lane, but what would you say is your best money memory? My best money memory. I mean, honestly, the best money memory um, that I can think of, and it is just recently because it, I mean, it is goes down in memory, but I, I feel like it's going to be a short lived memory because I'm hoping to like crush this memory. But, you know, the most recent is definitely, you know, making $20,000 in a month, you know. That was um, amazing. For That's me, awesome. that was definitely like, what? You know, say what? Say what? <laughs> I was just thinking to myself, like, wow, you know, this, I mean, this time last year, I was barely making $3,000 a month at my corporate job. You know, I've never made more than like $4,000 at a job, you know, on a salary type of thing for the month. So you go there and know that how I was without income for so long, how I got so behind in my bills, you know, just wondering if this was really going to happen for me. And then just to recently, you know, um, have my first $20,000 month was definitely a great money memory. Like I said, I hope it's short lived because I'm hoping to crush that and be like 40,000. But for right now, I'll take it. (laughs) That is beautiful, Danielle. Congratulations. That's awesome. 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 Thank you. So tell me, are would you consider yourself a saver or a spender? Oh, I, I, this one's kind of painful to admit, but (laughs) I am a spender. I am a spender. I mean, I, I definitely, I definitely value saving and I, you know, for sure, you know what I mean? And I understand the value of saving. Um, but for me, you know, (laughs) I am, I am a spender a little bit, you know? So, and I've come to, like I said, that's one thing that I can say that my mind, my mindset has helped me with is, um, is just knowing that if I spend it, if I spend it in the right places, you know, and I keep that, you know, my mindset right, like I just kind of come to this thing, like I can manifest more money now, you know what I mean? I've got this kind of manifestation thing, like, okay, don't be so afraid to let it go because you'll make it back, you know, you'll get it right back, you'll get it back this week, don't worry, you know, and, you know, and keeping myself positive like that, you know, keeping myself in check kind of, but I will tell you, um, as far as like, you know, spending on things that I feel like are a little vanity or, you know, um, appearance stuff, not so much. A lot okay. of my investments lately have been in my own business. Like I've invested in, you know, an employee and stuff like that. But as far as like purses and shoes and all that kind of stuff, I, I'm kind of happy to say that I haven't been spending and splurging too much on that, you know, um, 
Um, I moved into a bigger house, which my kids desperately wanted and needed. You know, they're two growing boys. I know how, you know, they'd be running around here acting like it's like a playroom, playground, riding bikes, <laughs> trying to ride bikes and all kind of crazy stuff. But, I mean, I really needed that. So, you know, we moved from a two-bedroom townhouse to a six-bedroom house in December. So little stuff like that, you know, for sure. Okay. Um, you know, it's like I said, some people would wait until they were all the way saved up, you know, before they did stuff like that. And me, I'm just like, let's just do it. <laughs> um, but I'm learning. That's why I'm glad I have a coach because I'm not at the point where I feel like I could be totally out here, you know, without somebody reminding me about, you know, healthy ways to, because it's one thing to make great money. It's a whole nother game to keep it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So that's where I'm at right now is making sure that, you know, the money I do make, I can keep it and, um, you know, and I can really do make this leverage, you know, work for a lifetime and not just something short term. Absolutely. Well, that's good thinking. I'm glad you're thinking like that. That's wonderful. <laughs> yes, yes. So what would you say, I know you had a record-breaking month, but what would you say is your pr- uh, proudest money money moment? Would you say that or would you say you have another one? Um, well, I, I mean, again, I would go back to, you know, my proudest, you know, money. Well, okay. No, the proudest is, you know, definitely investing in a coach, you know, I mean, that is a proud money um, story of money for me because it was a, you know, a hefty investment, you know, I've, in the last, you know, has it been eight months? I've spent over $10,000 in personal coaching. Um, you know, I, I say that I'm proud about that because I was, I've invested in myself. I've been able to see the return on my investment, which is on, which is the investment is me. Um, you know, so the other thing I'm proud about that is that, you know, like I said, I took a step to get somebody who could help me with my money mindset. So that's why you're so great in the service that you offer to women, you know, is so powerful. And I think that more women need to put an emphasis on, you know, having a money coach, having a money mindset coach, somebody who can help you, um, keep your money, create more money and stay in this place where you, you can attract money just off of who you're being and how you're, you're, you know, who you're being, you know, how you're showing up in the world matters when it comes to how you attract money. You know, if you carry yourself a certain way, if you're on brand, I mean, those things help when you're trying to attract, (laughs) you know, opportunities or money in your life. So, um, like I said, I'm definitely proud that I've invested this much in myself. I'm proud that it's paid off. I'm proud that, you know, like I said, during my intensive working on some of the deep money blocks that I have and, you know, and being on it, like I, for for example, I learned what my money archetype was and like, according to my coach and her, um, Kendall Summerhawks coach, I don't know if you know who she is, she's, um, in money mindset as well. So I'm like this celebrity archetype, (laughs) you know what I mean? I have this celebrity money archetype, meaning that, you know, um, I have a lot of, you know, you like to be seen, kind of got that celebrity, you know, you like to be seen, you like to have nice things, you know what I mean? One of the problems with the celebrity archetype is sometimes they get more compliments than they do cash. (laughs) Meaning they can have a lot of fans, but they don't got any money to to back that up, which is where I was sitting for a while there. You know, I had the, I had the fans, but I didn't have the cash to back it up. Now using like having a coach, I can back it up and say, okay, now I, you know, I have both. Um, so really understanding my 
archetype is pretty cool. Like, I feel like everybody should know their money archetype, their love language, and their personality type. If everybody was self-aware on how they spend money, how they love, and who they are, self-awareness is so powerful. Absolutely. That's awesome. So what would you say uh, would be your worst purchase or your worst, the worst money spent? Oh, goodness. When I was thinking about this, I was like, God, where, where do you remember definitely spending money that was just not even, you know, right? <laughs> um, I, I'd have to say that a lot of that my money, bad money things definitely took place in college. Um, one of the bad things that I did, and I was warned about not doing this, and I did it anyways, because, you know, I, you're, I was, I'm a spender. I'm impulsive, right? You can probably pick that up. Um, is, you know, spending my student refund checks on vacations and new wardrobes, you know what I mean? Not paying student loan back, you know, where I had definitely, because I didn't have to pay for housing because I was a resident advisor. So every, you know, semester I'd get back like a $2,000 check because I didn't have to pay for housing. Where normally you're supposed to just take that money and apply it back to your loan, so, you know, whatever. <laughs> and you wouldn't have such a, no, not me. You know, I was on Miami, I was in um, where else did I go? Vegas. <laughs> so funny. those were really bad money habits, like, you know, taking loaned money and, you know, doing things that are not in, in the loan requirement. <laughs> um, so paying that back, you know, obviously, because, you know, paying that back in student loans, which I'm glad my student loans are almost down and over with. Um, awesome. That's great. Yeah, yeah, that's who I'm like, oh, so close. <laughs> but that was some, you know, some things as far as money that, um, yeah, not so good. <laughs> not so good at all. I'm trying to think too. Any other more recent purchases that I feel like were worse money spent? Um, I don't know. Like I said, I definitely feel like those were some. I'm sure I've that's had some more one. money. I mean, like, I've had some more money, probably. probably <laughs> you know, I mean, that I probably have had. But yeah, the, if there's anybody who <laughs> is in college listening to this, make sure you uh, get your refund check and put it towards your loan and don't be spending it. Good advice there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Now, um, I have one more thing. This has been great. Uh, I've learned definitely a lot about you, and I'm sure uh, the ladies listening definitely are learning a lot. So what w- if you would fill in this blank? So her, of course, you know the name of the podcast is Her Money Matters. So Her Money Matters because? Oh, because it gives you freedom, freedom. Beautiful, beautiful. I like that. Well, Danielle, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, and, thank you so much for having me, for sure. It's been a pleasure. And I'm sure we'll chat again. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we will talk soon. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. All right. Well, that was fun. I hope you enjoyed that and as I as much as I did. But before we uh, completely wrap it up, I want to give a quick shout out to Jennifer in Philadelphia. A little while back, I had sent out a survey to those who are subscribed to my email list just to ask what they wanted me to include in the podcast. And one of the things she responded was that she wanted to hear other people's uh, success stories and how they did it. So Jennifer, 
This episode is for you as it is an episode of a success story and how she did it. So I am sure you'll enjoy it. Now, Danielle was very transparent about her challenges the leap she took and the success that she has had. She was, was also very, became very aware of the money blocks she had. So in the comment section below, I wanted to give you an action uh, step. Um, so go to the comment section and below the show notes uh, that you can find at jenhempill.com forward slash 003. I want you to think about one money block that you are currently having and share it with us. Of course, uh, you don't have to, but I want you to think about it this way. By just the, just the fact that you share it with it, with the money block with us, you're really acknowledging it and admitting it to others. And that is really one step forward to getting rid of that money block, being comfortable to share it with others. All right. So again, I really want to thank Danielle Morell for uh, being uh, with us and being just so transparent, sharing, sharing such a great story. So Danielle, thank you so much. Be sure to check out the show notes to find out uh, a little more on Danielle. And you can find that at jenhempill.com forward slash 003. And if you are looking for help, if you're a business owner and you're looking for help with your visual online brand, be sure to check her out. I don't think you will be disappointed. So thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, take care. Ciao. Thank you so much for turning into this podcast all about making your money management simple and practical. The question I get most often comes down to feeling lost and having no idea where to start when it comes to taking control of your money. That's why I created this Jumpstart Your Money Mini Guide to help busy women like you finally start with a clean slate and take the action you need with your budget without the overwhelm. You can get it for free at jenhempill.com. That's J-E-N.